Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fabulous co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hello, everyone. Hi, Tara Lee. Hi. Um, I'm super excited about today's episode because this person who we are interviewing, he's the human behind the curtain. He's one of the most modest people that I've ever met who is responsible for creating so much magic and like my favorite kind of magic, which Mm -hmm. is live music magic. And he has produced many events and promoted many events like the Purple Hatters Ball and Sawani Halloween. And his name is Paul Levine. Yeah, it was so great to get to know Paul because I didn't know him before today. But just listening to the events that he's created and talking a little bit about painting a picture of the scene and just what it takes to put it together, but then also what people are experiencing from it was so inspirational. And I swear, like it, I love recording these episodes because it gives me those same feelings as, you know, of course, not to the same degree as being there, but in a little way as being there. So it's like I get a little live music medicine just from talking about all of this magic. Yeah, I felt it too. And also like I've been to Halloween before. So getting to reminisce about it and just picturing like I could smell the smell of those like amazing, beautiful oak trees that they have there. And when he was talking about Spirit Lake and the art that is happening, it's kind of what you imagine in your head, but you don't think is actually something that you can experience as like a human in real life. Like it, it almost looks like a a really interesting, crazy movie that you might watch that's in like outer space or something, but that's what it's like when you're there. And just talking to him, I was transported right back there, which I think is so great for you listeners out there who maybe have never been to Halloween before. You're going to get transported into there so you can feel it just like maybe how you did from me talking about it. And then if you've been there, like, oh, you're good. You're in for it. Yeah, totally. It really made me want to book a trip to whatever live music is happening at what what is it called? The Swanee Live, live Oak Music Music Park? Park. Yeah, Live Oak Music Park. Which live oaks are my favorite trees in the whole world. I love them so much. Yeah, and just imagine them lit up like by professional people that know how to light up things. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, they're just so magical. So I can only imagine, you know, and I love that when nature is combined with live music, because nature is so healing and so therapeutic. And then so is live music. And I just feel like the two of them combined just really like ups the ante of magic and amazingness and yumminess. Yeah, I really enjoyed what he was talking about of how like this venue kind of gives you everything that you need. So then you are able to have an incredible experience because mm-hmm. you're you're sleeping under trees. So you're not waking up with your tent 10,000 degrees. There's showers. Yes. There's actual toilets that you can use when you're there. There's a river that you could cool down in. It has everything that like your basic needs are met when you're at this festival. So then you are free to just like do whatever you want. That's right. That's that's right. And it didn't hit me when he first said that. So I'm glad that you brought that back 
because it's true. I mean, some festivals, like I'm reminded of Lachen. Like I've only been to Lachen one year, but it was so hot that year. That I was there I that swear, year too. <laughs> like all of my energy was focused on surviving through the day. <laughs> it was like all about survival. And, yeah. you know, when when your body is, and I'm going to talk about this after the episode for the did you know, but when your body is focused on survival, like it's not able to open up to other things. So yeah, it's really important to have that shade and showers and beautiful nature features that you can immerse yourself in. Yeah. Well, and that's a really good point too, is that this past year, like so many of us have been in survival mode of just like, yeah, just trying to live every day. And so now that music is starting to come back, like uh, Paul talks about it a lot of how like the importance of that, and that that release and that healing that you get from live music that we haven't experienced in the past year. And we were in this like survival mode at the same time. So yep. if you're listening, that means that you have survived and you're amazing. Yes, yes, you made it. And now we need to celebrate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so we'll be back with Paul in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to let you all know that we're a part of the Osiris Podcast Network. And there are so many incredible podcasts that you can take a listen. So check it out there. And then also, if you're loving what we're talking about and you want to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would love it. And also another way to connect with us is on Instagram, Groove Therapy Podcast, and connect with us on Facebook. And that is the Groove Therapy Podcast community. So if you have your phone out right now, go do all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And how can listeners stay in touch with you, Tara Lee? Anything you'd like to let them know about what you have going on or how they can connect with you? Yes, I actually have two really awesome things going on. So one, if you are somebody who has a trillion ideas in your head and you're trying to figure out how you can take those ideas and put them into a money-making offer that is fun, that you can be at a music festival dancing around in the sun as orders are rolling in, I would love to help you to figure that out. So if that interests you, go to my Instagram at rocking life with two underscores and send me a DM with the word magic and we will start talking all about that. And then the other thing I have going on is I just put a deposit down for a rocking life retreat in Costa Rica. It's at this amazing, luxurious, beautiful retreat center up in the mountains that has beautiful ocean views. And it's also only a couple minutes from the ocean. So you can look at it and then be in it infinity pools. There's a waterfall and river on site. So if that speaks to you, we got the best dates ever for this this retreat (laughs) because Envision Festival, which is an incredible festival, is happening right before. And this retreat starts the day after it ends. And it's happening March 1st through the 6th. And since we've had such a crazy year, our theme for this is self-care, relaxation, play, and fun. Mm. And we are going to celebrate. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to join me in Costa Rica, you can also go to my Instagram at Rocking Life with two underscores and DM me the word Costa Rica and I will set up a call with you to see how it can happen for you. 
That sounds so amazing. And I love adding on a few days after a festival or a multi-day concert experience for integration and relaxation. So what an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Well, and just like how we were talking about having all your needs met, there's going to be a chef preparing all your foods. There's SUVs on site that you can take to go wherever you want. And a lot of the musicians from Envision stay. And so you get to see them in a small venue, like maybe on the beach somewhere and you just have all your needs taken care of after this festival and so you will get to experience everything and learn how to bring it home with you yay yay well i would love to hear what's going on with you yeah well i also have a new offering that i'm really excited about and working on and that is actually designed to help people as we kind of go back out into seeing live music in person. So what it is, is it's going to be four Embodied Groove classes, which Embodied Groove is a live music dance experience. But, you know, since COVID hit, I've been teaching it virtually, but it's really designed to help you open up to the power and the magic of live music. So it gets you warmed up. We set some intentions. There's always a theme for the virtual ones that I was leading. So the four that I'm curating, it's like moving through grief and embodying your goddess and really helping you to get aligned because I know that there's a lot of fear and anxiety and just like worry about stepping back out into being in live music and maybe your body hasn't moved like it does in live music and you feel like you want to get yourself warmed up. So I'm really excited about this offering. I'm also going to have some kind of prompts for people to help them get aligned and centered before they go out. And so you can find out all about that by signing up for my mailing list, which you can find at embodiedgroove.com. So I don't have that up and ready for sale, but if you sign up for my mailing list at embodiedgroove.com, you will be the first to know about it. And I'm really excited to get that out there for the people to open up so that we can go out and receive the medicine of live music in the highest and best way. Beautiful. What a treat for everyone. It actually reminds me, I saw this reel on Instagram of this baby and they were like what it's like after social distancing for a year as a baby and then being around and the baby was at a music festival and it was just looking around with like (laughs) what the hell is going on and I was like relatable so Mm -hmm. you have a kind of medicine for people to be able to then integrate better when their time comes to go to a show yes exactly yeah all right well we'll be right back with Paul so stay tuned All right, and we're back, and we have Paul with us. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Good, Charlie. How are you doing? Nice to see you. It's so nice to see you, too. And you're coming to us from somewhere really beautiful, and I know you just told me where it is, but maybe you want to tell everybody else, too. I am in Pavo, Georgia right now, which is outside the big city of Thomasville, Georgia, which is an hour north of Tallahassee, Florida, and about an hour and a half from Live Oak, Florida, where I also have a cabin where we put on our shows at the Spirit of the Swanee Music Park. 
That is one of my favorite venues that I've ever been to in my entire life. It is so magical. And I recently watched a, I don't know if it was a video or a documentary on the people that owned the land originally. Yeah, they, sure. they still own it. They're so amazing. The Cornette family and uh, Bob and Jean Cornette have passed on, but their son James is the owner of the park now. It was a county-owned park that wasn't kind of, that was not being operated profitably, I guess, and they were losing money on it. So the Cornette family was able to buy the park back in the 80s, and it had already been used for some music, but they brought more music, and they, they had a background in kind of old traditional bluegrass. They have actually have the longest-running bluegrass festival in the country in Kentucky that still goes on called the Festival of the Bluegrass. And they were looking for another place to somehow, and they found the park by chance, I guess, just driving past. And, Kind of that's that's how that all got going. Oh, they'd be like, wouldn't this be the greatest place for the most amazing music to happen? And I, I was at Halloween a couple of years ago and it was just like, I mean, everywhere you go is just another magical surprise. And of course it has to do with the production aspect of what you do like with Spirit Lake and all the art installations and all of that, but also just the amazing oak trees and the nature and the river and the feeling. Like there's definitely spirits and an energy that that is in that venue. There's no doubt. There's a lot of people that come to everything that happens at the park. And really, to some of them, it doesn't matter who's playing. The venue is at least 800 acres of really nice shaded tree camping, pretty much. And people have been coming there for so many years that it's a big family. And so it's gotten to the point that now, you know, people have been coming for decades even and they protect it they take ownership of the place as well they should because they've been a big part of making it what it is and so it's a combination of incredible land topography and and the people that come there the combination of that really creates the this incredible welcoming warm environment that people you know you have to go there the first time and then after that you you feel very, you know, the next time you come there, you already, it doesn't take long for people to settle into the park and into the vibe because it's so comfortable and inviting that you can kind of get lost in it because you don't have to worry about a lot of, you know, because there's actually bathrooms, there are showers, there's a general store if you need it, there's road, you know, they can go to the river and go swimming and just a lot of familiar things that make people feel comfortable. And it's a spiritual place for a lot of people. It's where they feel refreshed and recharged after they go there. And I'm thankful that I found my way there. Yeah. Well, so I know that you've just made a really big announcement and you also like are, were maybe with Swanee Rising, one of the like first music things that were happening. So I know that you had to cancel and reschedule like a lot of events and now it's back. So what do you got going on and how are you feeling about it? You know, we announced Halloween on Tuesday and uh, we went on sale yesterday. So it's been really a crazy couple of days. Halloween is is really such a special festival. But like anything else these days, when you make an announcement, you know, and you know, the, the chatter on social media, the people that are happy with what you booked and the people that are disappointed and, you know, the aggressive nature of people on social media these days and all of that, I, I thought for a while that maybe that this one one year we might get a break from all that uh you know used to be oh my god how could you 
you know, how can you build bass nectar? It's ruining the show. How could you have pretty lights? You know, hey, now it's how you book Skrillex. The world is coming to an end. And uh, <laughs> it, it's actually been really pretty entertaining, honest, honestly. What it comes down to is people are incredibly passionate about music. They've been cooped up. And so they're even more invested in certain things. So it's the fest- fantasy festival season is is upon us. And um, with the social media trash talking uh, cesspool. And then uh, we get past all that. It's kind of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's a great way to look at it. People are just really passionate about music. And so they're really invested in what's happening now. But yeah, you would think that people would just be happy with whatever is happening, especially in such a beautiful place as you guys are describing. It literally happens every year. And every year we're worried that, you know, the the vocal minority, which it always is, or they're aggrieved about certain things. And some of them are legitimate. You listen to what they have to say, even, even if they're saying it the wrong way and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's always a small number of people that really make a lot of noise. And then, but it always makes you, before you go on sale, feel like, oh, maybe we didn't make certain decisions or whatever. And then, you know, at least with Halloween, the fans are so passionate about the show and they always come out for that show and support it. And and we always, after we go on sale, go, man, why do you even stress about that? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's interesting how you said, too, it's like a really small amount, but they're really loud. Um, I've gotten bullied online before too. And at first it felt like everybody was against me, but then I looked deeper and I was like, wait, it's just three people out of like thousands of people (laughs) that are, uh, that are bullying me and they bully everyone. And they, that's like, they're very passionate (laughs) people, (laughs) like as you said. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, the people in the music scene, they're so diverse and, you know, there's a certain group that really take a lot of pride in being an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm not sure I can say that. Yeah, okay. you can. On your uh, and I mean, you know what I mean? But some, but they're fun that way, sort of in real life. But like on the Internet, not maybe as much fun, you know, and maybe they're not fun in real life either. But I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like people just have different personalities and some people's humor doesn't come across. And, you know, thankfully, I feel mostly I, I hardly ever get really angry about what someone will say anymore and just be like okay listen to what they have to say take honest about it if there's anything to take note of or you know because sometimes those people actually tell you things you honest truths they just deliver them badly you know so don't discredit those people necessarily just because they say it in a, in a certain way mm-hmm. yeah so we were talking a little bit about healing through music before we got started with the interview and you were talking about the Swanee rising and I'm just curious if you could describe a little bit about what that was like to like come back together in a festival atmosphere after so much time off and so many things had changed. Well, it was a great challenge and honestly, you know, we felt a lot of pressure, not like bad pressure, but like we felt like, okay, we re- this really is like the first music festival back. I mean, there have been smaller drive-in events, but we had two stages alternating in a field. So there was nonstop music, slightly, you know, a number of larger, you know, range in terms of their draws and, 
you know, and we, we had over nearly over 2,500 people out there, I think with all the people working and everything like that, which is a bigger number of people than the park had had since, since COVID and more than most anywhere had been doing events. Um, and, and the two stage festival nature changed, changed it. So we felt a lot of responsibility not to fall on our face you know, we live in Florida and, or I live part-time in Florida, but the events in Florida, and I don't think I need to point out the way that people around the country look at Florida, you know, they misspell the duh of Florida often. And, you know, while some of that stuff, you know, there's some incredible stories and colorful people, there's also some smart and capable people. And, we were determined to put on something that, you know, shined a positive light on, you know, our, our team, our venue and, and our region. We wanted to show people that you could do come back and do things the right way and take, you know, to help move forward on the path back towards normalcy. And we, we really, you know, that was a big deal to us making sure that the eyes of the music world, and, and that included the, the fans, but also the bands who expected us to keep them safe when they came to, to play with us. That was a huge deal. So before we decided to book it, we kind of conceived of the venue and how we were going to do it to make everybody safe. And, you know, what we realized was the bar of success for something like this, if you're going to invite people in to see a show, is can you give everyone the opportunity to feel safe? while they're enjoying the event. And we were able to do that. People said, well, what, you know, you're at the campground, you know, what happens when people go back to the and camp? They're not going to be safe. Well, at the end of the day, we still have to rely on people and their own personal choices and to rely on people's good sense to act in a certain way. And we can't babysit people 24 hours a day. We can set guidelines and, you know, like, we set up the pods and we have plenty of space for people to get around. But, you know, when you see somebody you're out there and your great friend that you haven't seen for a year um, walks past you, it's pretty hard for a lot of people not to give them a hug. So, but that comes down to personal choices, too. Um, you know, so we worked very hard to construct a venue that gave people the, you know, what we call the safety squad, which was like 100 volunteers, not volunteers, paid staff. But they were not security, but they were there just to hand out masks if people didn't have them or to remind people again to, to stay in their pot or not to have too many people in a pot, just to, in a positive way, to help people just to count sometimes or, you know, tell them where to go or to, just to, you know, some, a lot of times people would be just was tired after a long day, might have had something to drink and they forgot to have, wear their mask when they left their pot. All right, here's a mask. You know, we're not yelling at anybody. And so setting up the venue so that, you know, we had the dressing room set up in such a way that they could be, we had two band, two stages with two bands per day. So we had four dressing rooms. Each dressing room had direct access to the stage so that people didn't have to cross each other's paths. But again, if they wanted to, I couldn't stop them. You know, we would have people there if they would try to do that to remind them, you know, even backstage, you know, test, you know, artists and staff, you know, uh, were tested, you know, all the skin. We, it was very important to, to set up the venue in such a way that everyone could feel safe. And we were able to accomplish 
set. And then the way that we set it up was we had two stages kind of next to each other, about 100 feet apart. And with a huge field of pods, I mean, it was like as, as probably bigger than a, literally an NFL football field. Bigger. You know, a big and tons of 400, nearly 500 pods or whatever. And it was giant, but we had video screens and big stages and great sound. And so when you were out there, you know, with some of the drive-ins, they were great. And the streams, they, they're great, but they weren't, they didn't have exactly that feel that you wanted. This had that feeling out there because the field was so big and there were so many people and the screens and the sound that you felt like you were at a festival. And because of that, people were really able to settle into the vibe, you know, and people that had once had been hated pods were like, wow, pods are great. Nobody's, you know, crowding me. I'm not getting, you know, sweaty looks, you know, bumping into me all day. Not everyone loved it, but some people liked it. And there may be a future for pods in the future world in a kind of in a reserve seating. It's just a piece of land that you have is, that's yours. And you can tell people where you are and find people or whatever. And so we're not, not with the social distancing, but it's, this could work at some shows, you know, it's like the lawn, but with your own space that's reserved or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But the musicians, many of them, it was their first show back in front of a real crowd like this a few weeks earlier in the year, Dumpster Funk. It was their first show back. It was George Porter's first show at a show like this, Lettuce, you know, and others. And that was, for people, it was very emotional. It was very emotional for a lot of the crew that was working just to be able to do it again, you know, under hard conditions. We had some tough weather during the build and, you know, the breakdown. And then, you know, to see the fans out there watching music, it was, for a lot of them, it was like watching them watch music for the first time again. You know, there were, lots of people were crying and hugging and and that was very palpable in in the air and so when you talk about music healing well it always is but this particular show and the ones we did this spring just you know the joy of music and the love of this community and of each other and of this music park swanee music park too was part of it you know it was just a really big deal for a lot of people and it was it was so special and euphoric when it was all done, you know, because people got to feel what they all, what so many people, it's what they miss more than anything else. Yeah. What, what were some of the things that people said to you at the show, like fans and musicians, like what were some of the like things that you can remember that people talked about? You know, just, you know, just how relieved and thankful that they were, you know, I got a lot of, you know, I was part of the safety squad too, you know, so I was walking around, I was working hard that week and I promised, you know, COVID requires that you do more work, but you have a smaller staff and, you know, cause you can't sell as many tickets and all that. So it's, that part of it was too true too, but people were just so thankful that we found a way, you know, I heard that a lot. Thank you for figuring it out. Thank you for sticking it out and figuring it out for us so that we could get back. And our, our, our team really heard it from, from people. They were, it brought everybody so much closer together. And I think everybody feels much closer together right now in some ways. Maybe it's going, you know, 
maybe the social media thing's an aberration. I think truly maybe it's helping people to realize how lucky we really are and how good we really have it or had it, you know, and that maybe we can get back there together. Yeah, I was feeling even before you said that I I like had the sense of appreciation for people like you who do figure out how to make this happen, you know, because like the musicians, they play their part, but like without a festival organizer, you know, just figuring out how to make it happen, the musicians wouldn't be there to be able to provide their medicine to the people like us who go to see it and who love it and need it. And so, yeah, I was feeling a lot of appreciation for you even before you stated that. So thank you. Thank you. But you know what they say, you know, those that can't play promote. I I know. Yeah. Well, everybody has to play their part, right? (laughs) It all like, you know, it all comes together through different means. No, for sure. And I'm not sure. I think adapted that but uh, it sounds the, familiar uh, yeah no it really does and we feel very i do and i know that i was putting on those shows with casey smith and beth judy and a, a great team of people and and the part spirit of Swanee staff you know people are so invested and so invested in people it's everyone really is cares about each other so much. And it's just been really special to do that, even though it's been incredibly hard work. And for the, for the whole team, I mean, th- there's another event park this weekend, you know, it started, you know, so it's, it keeps rolling. And then, and now we're looking ahead to Halloween in the, in the fall and uh, Halloween's a, you know, we do a whole episode on that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what would you like to tell? I've never been to Halloween. I mean, I live in California, so unfortunately, a festival in Florida is a a little far away from me. But I do have friends who go to that park every year. I can't even remember exactly what they do there, but they love it. So I've definitely heard about it and I've seen pictures. It looks amazing. But what could you tell people like me who haven't ever experienced the park or experienced Halloween? Like what what makes it so special? It comes down to lots of things. There's Halloween is a string cheese incident franchise. And so it's been in other places before it settled in at Swanee. And so the venue has a lot to do with the specialness and the people do too. And what's really great about Halloween to me is the crowd and the diversity of the crowd. I'm 51 and, you know, this, I think the show is just as special for people my age as it is for somebody that's, that's 20. And I, a lot of that comes down to the great crowd at the park, because I think if this Halloween had started up originally at a new location and some of the old timers wouldn't have given it a chance because what, at the top of the lineup is some, some electronic music and stuff that they think they don't like or they can't, or too many kids, or whatever, you know. Ah. And, well, because of the nature of the crowd at the park, many, many of the folks that have been coming here for a long time, like I said, they'd like to come to anything. And we still put enough of the things they like on there that they said, all right, we'll give it a chance. And that what they found, a lot of them, is wow. Somebody wrote this on social media recently, that Halloween pisses off jam band and EDM fans equally. There's just enough of all of them but not enough for like the purest to, you know, cause like some people are like, all I want to see is jam bands or all I want to see is EDM. 
And you're not getting that at Hulu. You're you're going to get the best blend of live performing performers and multiple genres. And the crowd loves that. Our crowd has huge ears, and their diversity of ages is so great. The older folks help to teach the younger kids how to act. The veterans teach the newbies how to treat the park and all about the secrets. And then every year we have a new group of freshmen that graduate and they become, you know, lifetime spirit of the Swanee enthusiasts and they, they'll come back. And so there's such an intense core that it really permeates into the vibe. And then beyond that, it's just a blur of art and music. You know, there's five stages and then there's this thing we called Spirit Lake which is around this, this, this around this lake, there's cypress trees and lots of forest oak, pine trees. And we put two stages out there, but it's also an immersive art installation, like burn kind of a, of a burning man nature, just like a forest of art, you know, and you stumble onto all, you know, all sorts of different stuff, you know, whatever you can imagine, wood sculptures, fire sculptures, light, light displays. We do projection mapping over the lake, we did, you know, there was a guy doing jetpacking with LED lights over, you know, like crazy stuff. And you never know what you're seeing. It's so, it's just nonstop for four days. And it's so exciting. I think, you know, it's not, if you're looking for a niche mellow hang, Halloween is not for you. But if you want to go bonkers at the most exciting, fun, incredible art and music event that you could imagine this is the show and then that's why so many people love it and come back every year speak so well of it yeah it's so true it's it's different than any festival that i've ever been to in my whole life and i remember this one moment when string cheese was playing their day set and somebody brought one of those parachutes that you know you do when you're little and you run in a circle and you lift it up and yeah. you sit down and i was playing in it for like pretty much the whole set. But I remember one point we all sat down on it inside and I looked around and it was people, there was kids there. There was like a couple in their seventies and everyone in between. Um, so that's exactly what you're, and everybody was just having the best time playing with this kid's toy during the set. It was so fun. And then also another thing that stood out for me was in the Spirit Lake area, there was this tent that had swings that were attached right. to it all on the outside. So you could swing in the middle and like you wouldn't hit anyone, but you could, everyone was swinging <laughs> and there was music in it. So you felt like you were in this magical little world and it was so fun. And that was just all the things that you would just like, no matter where you went, there was an adventure like around every corner. It was like an adult psychedelic playground. It was so incredible. <laughs> It is. It's you. What's what's cool about the Spirit Lake? I mean, there's a million things about it, and the, and the festival. You really do feel like a kid at Halloween. It does make break you down to feeling very much like a kid. But like I've lived at the park for years, and I've been doing shows there since 2004. I get lost in Spirit Lake sometimes. I'm like, where the hell am I? Because of the lights and the things that are going on. I'm like, which part? Like at late at night, I'm just like, and it does totally transforms you to a new place and it's 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 very special yeah and what you said too it's like that it, it, it makes you play like everywhere you're playing like a kid and that is so healing and like another time I remember it must have rained or something one of the stages had mud all around it and instead of people being pissed about the mud everyone just like threw their shoes and started dancing in the mud and had a really good time and I feel like that's a testament to to Halloween is that it's like, how could we just have the most fun and play 
And like, again, that is such a healing experience for so many people to be able to do that. It's yeah. And, and Halloween is, you know how it is when you go to an incredible music event at the end of the weekend, I, you know, feel this way after jazz fest or you might go, used to go see Grateful Dead concerts, you know, you just you kind of go back and you, you feel refreshed and you bring something back to the world from there, you know, a new attitude, you know, a new idea, whatever new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's probably a lot of Halloween marriages and babies. <laughs> there, there's no doubt. <laughs> I've, I've heard about some. <laughs> um, so I know you have to hop off really soon. So I just wanted to ask if there's anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before you go. Music really is the great healer, right? I mean, there's lots of ways to, to heal yourself, but I think for the, the commonality everybody feels with music is unlike, I guess maybe without people feel that with other forms of art too. But music brings so many people together, you know, and helps us to forget, you know, about the good and bad things that might be going on in our lives, but transforms us or transports us to a different place and allows us to heal. And it's, it's even more apparent now than it ever was. And I think we all knew it anyway, how, how important it is. And I'm just very thankful that we could all start doing this again and that we can start giving healing back to people that really, really need it. You know, somebody said to me that, you know, another thing somebody said at the show is, so you guys probably saved somebody's life this weekend. And that um, is so powerful. Yeah. I have goosebumps all over. That's so true. You know, I don't know if that's true, but the point is well taken. You know, it could have people have been very dark and down and giving, being able to participate in giving people light has been so special and you know i appreciate y'all for uh taking a few minutes to talk about that and let people know that because i think people need to hear that because it's not happening everywhere yet starting to but not everywhere has it yet and you know there's hope and people need to know that yeah yeah definitely Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. This has been like, I just love talking about it. It's like, it makes me feel good, you know, thinking about people playing in the field and at Spirit Lake and receiving the medicine of the music and the community and yeah, just being able to have that time to let go and refresh and recharge. So important. Well, if if there's a, if there's a time uh, when we want to do this again sometime, I'd, I'd be glad to come talk to you all. It's, it's been my pleasure to spend some time with you. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe you. after after Halloween happens, we should do another episode with you so we could hear all about what happened there. Yeah. Okay. And maybe uh, you'll record your, your on-site podcast, Charlie. Oh, <laughs> yes. We've been talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll be back, everyone. And we're back. I feel so inspired and excited and ready to go to some live music and heal myself. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. I can't wait. Ah. Yeah, I'm so grateful that there's people like Paul out there that are like, 
you know, they they used to create these amazing events before the pandemic. And now he had to think of a whole another way of like, well, how can we do this and make people feel safe? And something I really loved that he talked about was that, you know, we have to trust in people. And like, I'm going to create something where people feel safe if that's like what they want to choose to do. But also you're all adults and like, you're going to do what you want to do. So like, I thought that that was really an interesting thing that he put about because I've just been seeing so much of like, you can't trust anyone. And like, this is crazy. But he was like, no, people are like, especially live music people that are coming to my shows are are good people. And we're going to create a container that is safe. And then it seems like everybody kind of stuck to the thing and that it worked out. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of divisiveness. And I hope that coming back into our live music experiences and communities will remind us that like, there is good in people and that, you know, we can trust our neighbors. And even if they choose to do things differently than us, like it's, it's okay, you know, we can make informed decisions, depending on that. But yeah, we need to learn to to be around each other again and in harmony, hopefully. Yeah, I believe in us. Good, me too. <laughs> me too. Well, so uh, <laughs> we talked a lot about play and the healing thing that happens with play and live music is an area where it like, especially at Halloween, where they like created this amazing container to be able to play. And but I like how you said when we were talking off. Uh, off of the recording that like live music shouldn't be the only place where play exists. And so I would love to hear from you the like, I know that there's some in this, the did you know, I'm going to learn something, some knowledge from you about playing. Yeah, well, yes. So for the did you know Play is so important. And as adults, some adults, I won't say all adults, certainly, and certainly live music fans, we do know how to play more so than than other people. But we have to remember to play out in all of life. Because I can say for myself that I kind of lost sight of play. I'm an adult that needs to remind myself to play. And I have live music to remind myself to play. I also loved Nia, which is a kind of fusion dance class that I've taught for a long time because it it incorporates play into it. So like I need these things in my life to remind myself to play. Otherwise, it it just doesn't really come naturally to me. But when we play, we get into a more relaxed state. And so how that relates to healing is that, you know, when we are in a stress response, all of our energy is diverted into meeting what our body feels is an immediate stressor. So the stress response is part of that like fight or flight. So there's the fight or flight, but then the other side of that, the parasympathetic nervous system is rest and digest. And that is our relaxation response. And so our body cannot do what it is designed to do to heal itself, to keep itself healthy, to digest our food, all of those things to get adequate rest if it is in a state of fight or flight and that stress response, which I think we have all experienced to varying degrees throughout the last year. But when we go into a state of play, 
we begin to relax, we begin to calm down, and that parasympathetic nervous system begins to come back online. And that is where the healing can come from because then our body is in a state where it can do what it needs to do. So that's one of the reasons that play is so important. Yes. And that makes sense of why a live music experience is so healing. And so if you could bring this into your everyday and find ways to play, even like for five minutes every day, that would be huge for your health and well-being and wellness. And so for my section. Daily Jam. I am going to suggest that you get out there and play every day for at least five minutes. I know that you can do it. I know you can find five minutes to play. And I'm going to give you some suggestions. And I would love to hear if you have more suggestions so you can connect with us on the Group Therapy Podcast community on Facebook and tell us all the ways that you love to play. Because Leah was telling me earlier that, like, you need ideas, right? To Mm-hmm. and suggestions. Yeah, like I was saying, I need I need times, like I I need these uh options. Give me some play options so that I can take them and play. Okay. So <laughs> if you have a playground near you and a any playground, whether it's your own playground for your kids or you have like a playground in your neighborhood, I want you to go and just get on a swing, go down a slide, go on the seesaw and just like have fun at the playground and play like a kid. I like, I cannot walk past the playground without like going on the slide and swinging on the swing. I'm like always doing that and it's so fun. So that's one suggestion. If you see a playground, don't let it just pass by without being used. Go and, yes. and use it and have fun. It's called a playground for right? a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, another suggestion is that if you are somewhere and you see a hill, and there's not stinging nettles on the hill. I learned this the hard way at Catskill Chill one year. <laughs> um, roll down the hill. That is so fun and so freeing to roll down a hill. I also love like spinning around in a circle. Like that is a really fun way to just play and have fun. Um, let's see. What else can you do? What are some other ways? I know that you asked for suggestions, but what are the things that you do sometimes <laughs> when you play? skipping and singing yes that sounds like fun to play yeah so if you're going for a walk somewhere see what happens if maybe you skip and sing a song out loud (laughs) yes that's what hula hooping is a fun one that's a suggestion just get a hula hoop even if you don't know what you're doing it's actually like can be even more playful when you don't know what you're doing because you could just figure it out and that's fun too doodling is actually a way that I love to play it's just put a pen to paper and like just draw and and see what happens in a doodle kind of form maybe you can play in the kitchen like when you're cooking and how can you make it more fun and playful maybe it's putting on music dancing around while you're cooking maybe laughing telling jokes while you're cooking about food maybe food puns like everyone loves food puns (laughs) maybe you could do that to find some play so Those are some suggestions for you on playing, but you're going to play at least five minutes. When you stop listening to this, if it's available to you for five minutes today, you are going to play. Mm -hmm. I thought of another one too. It's uh, like making funny faces or funny (gasps) sounds. 
That's a good way to play if I, if I feel like I'm getting too serious or I need to loosen up before something, that's something that I'll do. Sometime. Make a funny sound right now. Blah. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> Wherever you are, listeners, we want you to make a funny sound, whether you're listening to us at the grocery store, at the bank, at home, wherever you are, make a funny sound and let us know how it went. <laughs> and see if you can not laugh. Yeah. <laughs> we dare you not to laugh. Yes. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, there you have it. That's our podcast for today. We're part of the Osiris Podcast Network. And you should check out all of their podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Group Therapy Podcast. Leave us a review. Five stars. We like those the best. We do a happy dance when that happens. And uh, Facebook, Group Therapy Podcast Community. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.